0: We speak of the devil. He uh, he joined us. Gary Sharp also going to be with us. And, uh, Vogues, we got a bit of a false start this morning. Yeah. But we're alive and well, and we are going. How are you doing? How is the Brandon Vogel tracking going for one Kyle McCord with Counter-Reed, my friend? It's a, <laughs> it's a McCord weekend, bud
1: yeah I've, I'm, I'm doing okay uh coming off the 10-day dl basically uh feels like due to some illness but so i've kept one eye towards the the quarterback uh goings-ons i guess um i, I would not have expected nebraska to be much of a factor in the race for mccord um i think it If they were to land him, it says some interesting things about kind of the future of the offense. I think a couple weeks ago on the show, we talked about, you know, does Nebraska need to have the QB run element? And if you go this way, um, you you really don't, um, which makes things pretty interesting. And then, of course, you know, he he wasn't JT Barrett or, um, you know, any of those other Ohio State quarterbacks in his first year as a starter, but still a plenty good player.
2: Brandon Vogel with He's us g- here, a weekend edition of Hail Varsity and Brandon, yeah, I'm kind of with you here, this is a, a unique Saturday morning edition, just to let the people know, it's 2.45 in, and we already got Brandon answering questions, so definitely a different Saturday morning, but that's the beauty of this stream-only Saturday morning mm-hmm. show, we go whenever, people say we're late, but hey, is time is really just, a, you know, a, a concept anyway, so... Late is only in your own mind, but no, we are definitely very late this morning. It's very unique, but Kyle McCord is the flavor of the weekend, and I want to get your thoughts if Kyle McCord is the guy, which there seems to be some momentum moving in that way, even from last night into this morning uh, with rumors. Is he in Lincoln? Is Fleming in Lincoln with him? Don't really know. But if he is the guy, what kind of statement does that make for Nebraska, even if it's not him. It could be Ward or, or Will Howard. Really, there's a, a a top group of guys Nebraska is going after. What does that top group, specifically looking at McCord, but any of those guys, what does that mean for Nebraska perception-wise if they're able to land one of those guys?
1: I mean, it's 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 definitely a positive, <clears throat> and I think it's a, a positive in a specific way. Nebraska at the end of October looked like it it might be one of those programs that had a season that all of the lookers on people like us, media fans could at the end of the year say, Oh, watch out for Nebraska next year. It didn't end up that way. Um, losing your last four and missing the bowl game kind of meant that Nebraska was just like, Oh, it's just, it's still Nebraska. Um, I don't believe that's the case. Uh, I think there, there was, there was progress and in landing a transfer quarterback of that caliber, um, when everybody is is out there you know looking for a quarterback for the most part um <clears throat> would say that i think the football piece of it what the coaches are able to say to players who have played at this level before is is resonating
0: Brandon vogel with us here counter reed dot is uh, where you find vogue's can subscribe to him and, and aaron Sorensen. they do uh, fantastic job bi-weekly uh, newsletters, YouTubes. I mean, it's uh, got all the coverage for you. So I, I'm trying to look at this, and here's what I believe. I believe that Nebraska had some really nice improvement. I think Nebraska uh, is also in that little that, that remorse neighborhood about not getting to a bowl game as, as well as the young guys played and improved and developed on the defensive side and even the offensive side. I know you didn't have any all Big Ten skill dudes, but from what I saw specifically from a Lloyd, uh, that that is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, what I saw from Emmett uh, Johnson is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, and the, the missing piece here was quarterback for Nebraska and to go all in. And make that determination. Okay. Uh, you've got Chuba on one hand, and then you've got these fantastic options in the portal with a Will Howard, a Sam Levitt, a Shapin, who I know committed elsewhere last night. You still got McCord and, and Cam Ward um, for Nebraska to look themselves in the mirror and say, I think this offense is a really talented quarterback away like most offenses from being from good to or or getting to that good not good to great but just getting to that really good uh, part the, the complementary part where your defense and your offense can actually help one another and your offense is scoring 28 i'm not sure in a one off year that I'm, I'm that upset about a non-mobile quarterback. Give me a guy that isn't a statue statue, and I don't think McCord is a statue, but he's just different, Vogues, than, than these other quarterbacks or what Nebraska's got. I'm curious to get your take here on the, the mobility factor and Nebraska's run game health overall if there's no or minimal quarterback run
1: yeah um it's it's interesting you know I, i'm planning to look at this a little bit in january um not about mccord specifically but just about kind of nebraska and quarterbacks but but i think it's safe to put it this way if if mccord ends up at nebraska he's not going to lead the team in rushing and that's what nebraska has had for the vast majority of the past you know well most of the years since joining the big ten you look at the Tanner Lee year, um, the first year of Frost when Tobias Zigbo went over a thousand, you know, there's probably a couple others sprinkled in there, but it you'd be moving from that kind of quarterback, uh, essentially. And I think it could be interesting. Um, you know, does it help the run game? It does if you're you're really strong in the passing game, if you're if you're able to complete uh, a completion percentage that Nebraska doesn't often hit with with those those other type of quarterbacks, um, so there's 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 a lot of ways to to kind of slice the turkey here, uh, in, in terms of just moving the ball overall. And the one the one thing I would say, um, you know, an upgrade at quarterback I think is is pretty important. I also think uh, next step on that is I'll, I'll be very interested in what Nebraska tries to do at at receiver um if mccord could bring his high school teammate marvin harrison jr with him that would that would help things a lot um but if not uh if he does decide to go to the nfl or stay at ohio state uh which both seem like heavy favorites uh we'll see we'll see what they can do um because that would be that would be the other thing i would think about with mccord um you know numbers look pretty good uh at a possibly high standard at at Ohio State, sure, maybe a couple of them were off pace. Uh, Nebraska doesn't have the receivers right now that Ohio State does.
0: What is Nebraska's reality with uh, this second year, the urgency level? Um, How urgent does Nebraska need to be? What does year two need to look like? And I'm not asking this in a, Well, you know, Matt Rule, the the, the old shot clock's winding down. I'm not going – that's not why I'm asking this. I think Matt Rule's a guy that's going to build and win in Lincoln. I'm asking it because the Big Ten's hard, and it's been hard for Nebraska. And it gets a hell of a lot harder next year. So does what what they seemingly are going to bring in at quarterback in McCord where does that put Nebraska in the Big Ten pecking order, in your opinion? There's a lot of there's a lot of questions, but I mean, quarterbacks been a, a big one.
1: Yeah, I I, I think they'll <clears throat> they're going to start in the vast middle, the growing middle of of the Big Ten. Um, I think to start 2024, which you know is probably you figure five hundred seven and five somewhere like, like as a starting point. Um, I think a quarterback like mccord or or somebody who's close to an equivalent uh, raises that ceiling a little bit but you know there's there's some basically gave up 18 points and averaged about 18 points or 19 somewhere in that range um if you're going to stick at allowing 18 points and you can you can get that offense to 25 um which would still be below average scoring offense in college football um, you, seven points a game better on average than your opponent then you're talking eight nine wins um and i and i think that's doable um for nebraska we'll see how the rest of the the kind of transfer window here and early signing finishes up but there's it's interesting you know right now it doesn't feel to me like there's a, a ton of outside pressure creating urgency for for year two that said you're you're only you go five and seven again and maybe you get unlucky um whatever whatever happens like at that point you can have the most patient ad in the country um but it, it to, at a certain level it's kind of beyond their control um because it's, it's it's public opinion and when people get a little bit antsy and nervous uh things ratchet up pretty quickly so i don't foresee that happening but you just got to realize like you're, you're 12 more games away from from being in that spot
2: Brandon Vogel with us here. He's off of the uh, IR, if you will, and with us here a Saturday morning edition of Hale Varsity Radio Power and Through. And, Brandon, with the rumors swirling, got a text last night from a buddy that essentially asked the question, if McCord's the guy for Nebraska, and Vince chimes in and asks, is McCord officially committed to Nebraska? That answer is no, but there's plenty of rumors swirling this weekend about McCord and his interest in Nebraska. And one of the questions that I got last night was, what weapons does McCord have if he comes to Nebraska? Why would he want to come here? I want to get your thoughts on that, on what this offense is under McCord, because clearly Husker fans want an upgrade at the quarterback spot. I think McCord would be that, but a quarterback does not make your offense. What weapons do you see that Nebraska currently has? Where do they still need an upgrade? Should they bring in McCord? What's your, your take on the offense overall outside of the quarterback position?
1: yeah um it's kind of a key question i think um off the top you know i i think thomas fedoni is is where you start um saw enough from from him you know not just this season in in playing but everything he's done to get to the point where he could he could have the season that he had and i feel like it just kind of scratched the potential of of what he's capable of so that's a pretty good starting point um we saw we saw lloyd um with with the big plays feel feel like that's an accomplished quarterback that's that's a guy that you can find more often feel good about malachi coleman um you know now like i said none of these guys are are like the ohio State wide receivers he had this year few few programs have that um so there's there's still going to be some some development there the question then you know I'm not sure at running back. I guess that's that's the one where I have more questions. Uh, does Gabe Irvin come back? Does he stay healthy? Uh, when he's been healthy, he he looks like a Big Ten back. Um, Ramir Johnson uh, at times has, but never seen it put all the way together. I, I feel good enough about Emmett Johnson where he could be helped by by Kyle McCord and a more kind of efficient passing game. I don't know in the traditional definition uh, that I think you're talking about, Elijah, is he the weapon that helps, helps McCord out. It's just too early to say at this point.
0: Brandon Vogels with this Vogels, we'll get your take on the, uh, the volleyball showdown later today against Arkansas in a moment. And when we look at the state of the Nebraska offense, let's go to the offensive line. Let's keep applying this. Kyle McCord factor to two other parts. And I mean, are we looking at it Sats offense being shotgun or pistol or just under center three wide one back two tight eye formation. I mean, how, how much does the offense vary uh, and how multiple can it get uh, with, and, and it be good at being multiple. Um, the, the, the short answer or the question is, is Nebraska going to be better at the offensive line to be able to run the football, not just pass protect, but from a balance standpoint, Nebraska's, uh, run at rushing success. A lot of it was dependent on the quarterback run game last year.
1: Yeah, I I think they could be. Um, I I think the offensive line improved in, in year two under Iola, um, You got a couple of all conference caliber players coming back um, and they've they've got pretty good depth there. So I think it could be one of those where if we're going to assume with like this kind of quarterback and additional development at pass catcher that the passing games a little bit more threatening um, that might do as much to help the run game as as the O lines ability on its own. But I think both could be improved.
2: Vogt oh, with sh- us here. Sorry, Schmidty. I thought you had a, a follow up question. That's on me. Uh oh, and, you're good. and whenever you, you look at year two, going into year three under Donovan Rello with that offensive line, do you have concerns about the mobility of a guy like Kyle McCord playing behind that offensive line? What did you see? Because I, I think there was a noted improvement in the 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 rushing attack from this Husker offensive line, from the pass protection from this offensive line, but I still don't think they're ready in the way that Matt rule wants an offensive line to be ready. And especially when you compare it to the rest of the big 10.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I of those two and I agree. I thought both were improved. I thought the bigger improvement was probably um, in, in pass protection. It's Nebraska's passing numbers this year are so hard because they attempted the fewest passes of anybody in the country outside of the service academies. So they just didn't throw it a lot. Um, that said, you know, <clears throat> I think for a quarterback like McCord, um, yeah, he may not make guys miss the way uh, Jeff Sims or really uh, Jeff Sims or Harburg uh, may have been able to. But uh, you can you can avoid sacks with just a little bit better pocket presence, a little bit better understanding of the game, a little bit better a little bit more experience I mean Sims was was plenty experienced but it's just a it's just a different kind and you know it seems really strange because we haven't seen it at Nebraska in in quite a while but I'd be pretty interested to watch it play out I mean we saw it kind of with Tanner Lee but that season got wonky early and it never kind of felt like the truest look
2: pretty quickly here I want to go back to a comment from Eric about 10 minutes ago in the stream Saying McCord will be able to play the kind of offense that Sat wants to run. I want to first get your thoughts on that? Should McCord be the guy? And then, then as a, a follow-up question to that, what spot on the offense outside of the quarterback position is currently the biggest holdup in your opinion in terms of Marcus Satterfield's ability to run the offense that he wants to run?
1: Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think <clears throat> absolutely he can he can run the the offense that that Satterfield wants. Um, yeah. You know nope i don't know I, it's hard to remember but i was certainly surprised when spencer rattler ended up at south carolina <laughs> um you know a couple a couple of years ago and, and spencer rattler you know is a player who 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 can be mobile but that's kind of not his factory default um so we kind of seen seen satterfield take this this route before um in terms of the biggest the biggest hold up i I mean, it, it's tough to break it for me between receiver and quarterback because they they help each other and they hurt each other. Um, you just gotta you gotta be able to. There were throws there to be had. You gotta be able to make the throws and complete the passes. And and how much do you put on the put that put on the quarterback there? How much of that is on the guys catching the balls? It's it's a little bit of both. But I think so broadly speaking, um, the biggest holdup uh, for is quote-unquote, well as Nebraska run, ran the ball. Like, the total numbers ended up looking good, but it was kind of a it was a, a fight, I think, most of the time. I think the biggest holdup is the passing game.
0: Brandon Vogel with his counter read and Walter chimes in. This is a monster holdup as he is laying out the turnover margin. Presumably you get a quarterback. Uh, is anyone worried that Sat kills quarterbacks everywhere he's been? Rattler, Sims, he can call plays, but he needs a quarterback to understand his focus. Brandon asked that question. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some question marks about set out there, uh, but you get this. I mean, it's, it is a great situation, presumably, for Nebraska to have this quarterback and uh, be – this deadly in a good way on on offense. Vogues, what's your take on Arkansas? Quickly, a thought on volleyball today. We'll get to Gary Sharp in a moment, but folks also anxious to hear about Counter Reed and what you guys have been up to.
1: Yeah, um, so as you mentioned earlier is a biweekly newsletter from Aaron Sorensen and myself. Uh, yesterday, I spent some time griping about college football, as I think uh, everybody had the chance to do after after last sunday through to now so felt good to get that out of of the way and now we can focus squarely on on volleyball for the immediate days ahead Um, arkansas super impressive team this was a pretty good year in the sec a lot of years at that that conference is kind of kentucky and florida and whatever else but you saw arkansas and tennessee actually tie for for second in in the sec and you know rich kern does a, a volleyball power rankings similar to what we see in all the other sports it's just not as many people pay attention to it of the eight teams remaining kentucky was eighth and arkansas was ninth and that's the only one that flipped uh all the other top seven teams are in so that's what nebraska's looking for they'll have a size advantage they have an advantage defensively that said arkansas has a really good setter. um cook mentioned this week about the the quick tempo so i think they'll they'll, they'll put the test to nebraska early on um nebraska's just got a kind of a size advantage and, and and both teams play really good floor defense so it should be a pretty exciting match
0: Vogues, thanks for making time i'm glad you're on the men bud and go check out brandon at counter read and I had Brandon L. Vogel on Twitter Vogue's We'll see you next week, bud. Thank you. Thanks, guys.